Well, welcome to another podcast here with Pastor Eddie and Steve Hollis. Uh, we, I guess we are both pastors. You're our senior pastor. I'm the worship pastor here. And, uh, you know, speaking of pastors of Crossroads Community Church, I want you to know that those listeners out there might not know, um, because there might be some, that uh, we have a Pastor Kurt and we have a Pastor Chris. Yep. And... Um, Eddie's our senior pastor. I'm, your, I'm the worship pastor here. Uh, Kurt is our executive administrator pastor. Um, he is uh, does a lot of work with our community ministries, and and uh, it's just wonderful. And then uh, Chris is our connections pastor, family connections pastor, and is very busy during these days trying to connect us in a new way. And uh, we're all on the same team working at the same uh, goal, and that is to bring uh, the the kingdom of God to the hearts and lives through the gospel of Jesus Christ to um, our community and and uh, beyond and so and then God is good the influence that we have in our life uh, Pastor Cindy Diana and Stacy all over our houses <laughs> would you call it Pastor Mike too then or yeah, what well exactly yeah, right I, okay yeah, all right that's exactly right. <laughs> the spouses of listen you know on, on a more serious I mean, note there is it's a huge support system oh my and it's interlaced within our within our staff and and we feel it and uh, we really couldn't do much um, without them that's for sure and we are just so grateful for them amen yeah. amen mm-hmm. that is for sure i say that tongue-in-cheek but that's true they mm-hmm. really is yep well, you know, God is is so good in in our lives, and and I touched base with a, a group of our small group actually this morning, and just asked them to do this. I text them and I said, um, I want you to respond in one statement, um, in a way to praise God. Um, dig dig a little deep today, and and praise. Praise God on this Wednesday. Uh, give him something, you know, a rejoice and, and celebrate him. And uh, the responses were, of course, vast and, and, and different. And, and yet it was all based upon the dependency of God, his faithfulness. And, and um, it was just so neat to hear the responses and, and for them to say thank you for reminding each of them to, to go... And to dig into that praise and to realize, boy, when I release that, I'm reminding myself of how thankful I am of his, mm-hmm. of his dependence, of my dependency on him and his faithfulness to us. So it's good. And, and maybe I, I mentioned that right now just to encourage you to continue to connect with one another, to continue to reach out and to continue to, um, to support those that, uh, that are around you in ways of text, a phone call, um, stopping by, dropping a, a dozen cookies on on uh, the Hollis's port, front porch. Um, <laughs> watermelons. <laughs> uh, no, you know, I mean, uh, people that are, are, that the Holy Spirit brings um, across your mind and, and just being obedient as you follow through with that. That's uh, it's neat and, and very needed right now during this time. Amen. So. Just continue to be the church. We are we are so proud of, of you, and um, we just are thankful, very thankful. And today, this podcast uh, finds us in in the midst of 
kind of a, of a surge, a peak um, here in Sullivan County. Uh, I guess we've been flagged as a red red county in Indiana. Top of the state, maybe even. Top, top of the state. It's not really that we want to be there, <laughs> but it's absolutely something we need to be praying about. And we, like before mentioned, uh, are depending on the faithfulness of our Heavenly Father. And, and in everything that we do, and in our leadership here, for instance, as we uh, turn to Him for for choices and decisions about what we're going to do. We've, we've chosen to be online on Sunday morning uh, only. We've, not, uh, we've decided that we need to go ahead and close the door to help contain uh, the COVID virus, to help that. We're not fearful uh, of, of opening the doors per se, but we are being protective to help that to not spread to, to anyone. But when and the I doors do. are open, uh, you know, we have a great protocol that we move I, forward I with. I agree with that, and it's part of our witness to me as far as senior pastor, as I look at this, is our governor has asked us to help stop spread the spread of the virus, and that's exactly what we're doing. That's right. I, I think that's our uh, our responsibility uh, in, in this culture is to do that. Yeah. He's not asked us to go against anything that God has said to us or right. a word, right. but he's asked us to go to do this in uh, support and then, uh, you know, uh, and keep our fellow citizens from becoming sick. And we see that it's uh, even, you know, taking people to the grave. Yeah. And I think it's our responsibility in that vein is to help keep, pe- keep people safe. Now, not everybody agrees with that, but um, I, as far as, as God has showed me and as I've got wise counsel from uh, my staff and from others within the context of the church and the community uh, that this we really feel this is what God wants us to do. Yeah. Yeah, and we've I I tell you I just want to report that and just can continuing that thought process there that that this is a weekly and a daily process. We we go through prayer uh, praying together and praying separately. Um, seeking God's wisdom and direction through it all. And we don't take it lightly. Uh, when the doors are closed on a Sunday morning, um, we, we dig deep and we, we um, you know, uh, uh, I guess what I was going to say is kind of tighten the belt in the sense of saying, okay, look, we're going we're gonna, to um, figure this out as how we can continue to be connected. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of have you share. We talked about this yesterday a little bit at staff meeting. Want to kind of have you share a little bit about what we've talked about. What are the ministries that are kind of happening right now? Now we know online Sunday mornings, you know, social social networking and and connecting that way. But what are just you know two or three, four, whatever you want to uh, share right now? Um, some of the ways that we are connecting and and um, we can chat a little bit about that. Well, this is one of them. This is one way on the podcast. Podcast, then- yes live and in any time during the week anybody wants to go back and watch the message they can do that but uh, all the the things that uh, that Chris is doing as far mm-hmm. as Bible studies right. in person and on Zoom right uh, and as far as Kurt's concerned uh, continuing to do outreach in this community and uh, yeah. if people want to get involved in that all they have to do is is, is contact him and he'll yeah. hook them up with that absolutely um, and it's a fact of of us as far as people calling us and wanting us to pray with them and whatever we you know we can do that we're not uh, part of the issue now that you can't go visit people in the hospital Mm -hmm. 
But boy, what a ministry that is as well when we find out somebody is sick, that at least we text them or call them and say, hey, we're praying for you. That's right. a big deal. Everybody right. can do that. Yes, and, and speaking of that prayer, uh, we have we have two specific prayer teams that are going, uh, that are reaching out right now. One group is is uh, praying for the uh, teachers and administration mm -hmm. of the schools, um, and that's a daily basis. Now, what we've done on that, Chris has done on that, is she's connected with these people um, here in Crossroads, and uh, we've chosen to go ahead um, to specifically focus and target those teachers and administrators within Crossroads Community Church. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that that other teachers and other administrators and things of this nature are are connected to other church bodies, and and um, it's not that we're excluding them. It we do include them as, in a general prayer. But right. what they're doing is this prayer team is actually connecting with that person or persons every week, and they're they're letting them know I'm praying for you, or they're dropping that encouragement because that is a big thing. Yeah. And then there's um, others, uh, another prayer team that is going out. And in fact, if you've got the calling post, um, in fact, go ahead and read it right now, Pastor. Yeah, it says from Chris, here's another way our church family can be the church during this time. We're forming a prayer team who will pray specifically for the families with children in our church, their health, school, etc. If you're interested or need more info, text Chris, 5640727. And, and it's a big thing. Because right now, there is a lot of extra stressors that mm. are affecting our families. That's for sure. And we need to continue to be praying um, for our families uh, of Crossroads, and not only that, but of the community. But uh, God is faithful, and He is doing that great work as we continue to, to uh, reach out. You mentioned Kurt and, and the teams that are going out in the community. They just finished... Um, the front porch on the Ruth House. Yep. And uh, if you want to drive by that and you might want to know where Ruth House is at, um, I actually, I wish I knew that street. You remember it, Pastor? No, anyway, I don't know the street. It's uh, so. a couple of, is it one block off of section to the uh, west? Yeah, I think so. From Basler's area, yeah. right? Like, yeah. So if you would go towards... Um, highway I off. I don't of, know what that North South Street is. I should. Yeah, so. but anyway, the Ruth House is over there, and uh, it's a it's a wonderful ministry where um, the gals are are coming from um, jailed. Uh, they're being uh, or, or they're being incarcerated and moving into the transition of uh, finding the fullness of uh, life and and. Uh, uh, the processes in which that's going on. You, it is a great ministry. 128 also, South Crowder. Well, there we go. 128 South Crowder. Great ministry that's going on here in Sullivan. Then our Father's Arms, which is a, a, a food um, a, a bank and a giveaway. That, clothes. Uh, clothes, uh, things of that Household nature. Household items. also have brown baggers, which... Um, and this is not all crossroads. This is community efforts that are... Crossroads are involved in just helping, and these are areas, and then um, just many, many more ministries that we either are are touching and affecting, but we're also uh, doing ourselves. And so, there are many others that we could mention, but we're going to go ahead and get on with the rest of this podcast. But we want you to know that the Word of God is alive and vibrant. His ministry here at Crossroads is alive and vibrant. 
the things that are happening, not just on a Sunday morning, but throughout the week every and every day. day is happening. And they're happening for the gospel, for the, the kingdom of God. And we're going to keep on doing this thing together. So we just kind of wanted to kind of steer that a little bit that way right now. But we, um, we are so thankful that you're listening today. We're so thankful that you're a part of of um, what's happening here in the community and if you're not directly a part of our community um, we just pray that you're connected with your community and that you're uh, letting God lead you wherever you are well before we get started into our meat of the of the podcast I'd like to have a word of prayer and and let's do that now Heavenly Father we are just so grateful to be able to be called your children I don't want to just flippantly say that to start the prayer but I am truly thankful to be called your son. I have been allowed to be a part of your family. And knowing that eternity uh, has a place for me in freedom from sin and freedom in you and eternity from freedom of, of pain and all of these things is glorious because of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, I thank you for all of that, and I pray that as we press into the subject of today's talk about holiness, that you would strengthen our resolve that way. Pack it down deep and stronger so that we can go forth reflecting you. We sure love you, Lord, and we thank you for our time together. Holy Spirit, lead our way now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor, uh, you know, talking about holiness um, sometimes it can get real complex but I think um, we can also describe it very uh, simply and uh, it, but it, it is it is a little bit difficult when we, especially when we say the awesome holiness of God which was entitled to your message mm-hmm. this last week but uh, now this is gonna be a great way to intro into this time give us a little summary um, a little bit what uh, You've talked about last well, week. Well, I started out talking about epitaphs on gravestones. Some of them are really interesting. And here in Sullivan, uh, the ones in, in Center Point or Center Ridge Cemetery are, are interesting as well. But the reason I said that is to kind of lead into, if you if you look through First and Second Kings, it's um, with that whole list of Israel's rulers, it's like going through a graveyard and seeing their... Uh, a lot of them served months, some of them a few years, but then you come to Uzziah, who served um, uh, 52 years, and he was established as uh, a a godly king, actually. But the problem was, I think, that he was king so long that people maybe took some of the emphasis off of the Lord God himself and and kind of put him on this king, and I think that that's what happened to to Isaiah there in chapter 6, the prophet um, Isaiah. When he said, he said, in the year king of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet. With two he flew, and one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the threshold trembled at the voice of him who called out, while the temple was filling with smoke. And when Isaiah, when Isaiah saw this, it was, he was confronted uh, firsthand with a picture of God's holiness. He, mm-hmm. he got to glimpse into heaven. You know, not too many people have done mm-hmm. that, but he did. Right. And the whole, 
the whole concept of his God's holiness hitting him in the face caused him to say this, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. And, it, and that's, that's what it does with, God's holiness does with that, with mm, us. Mm. It confronts us with who we are and how not holy, actually, that we are. Right. Uh, in our own selves. You know, the Hebrew and the Greek word for holy means uh, separate. It right. means setting mm-hmm. apart. And we've not done that here so much, but I've been in churches and I've known that, that there'll be pieces of furniture within the confines of a church, whether it's an altar or a communion table, that's consecrated for God, that it's set apart. And it's not to be used for anything else, but that was the specific purpose, mm-hmm. set apart. And there's other things as well. I know in in some um, tribes, they they have robes that their priests or their pastors wear, and they they're consecrated, they're set apart. But for us, as far as um, in our lives as as believers, it, it means it means setting apart that mm-hmm. we that we are set set apart for God's uh, for God's glory. Actually, this is what holiness reveals about God. It assures us that He's trustworthy. He is morally unable to take advantage or abuse us or manipulate us. That's the first thing. Secondly, His holiness guarantees that He will deal honorably with us and we will never have to wonder whether His plans will backfire or work against us. And then thirdly, since He's holy, He is our model of perfection. He is without flaw, either hidden or exposed. And this is how it affects us. And this is the message, 1 John 5, 6. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. You know, the, the word light is used as a symbol of, uh, of purity. God is absolutely pure with no dark thoughts at all. And in our lives, when, and then it says, in, and then in verse 7 in 1 John 1, if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Light dispels darkness. They can't coincide with each other. Right. And that's part of the scripture that, uh, excuse me, <coughs> that sin and holiness can't be, in, or immorality right. can't be in the same room, so to speak. It, it dispels that. In the Old Testament, Leviticus 11:44 holds an ancient requirement for approaching our holy God. For I am the Lord your God, consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy. And then the the New Testament brother to that is Romans 6, 12, and 13. spells out the requirement. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey its lusts. Do not go on presenting the members of your body to sin as instruments of unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. You know, without Christ, we're slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. We'll never be able to break out of it. It's impossible. Right. But when Christ comes in, he takes over. He's, he's kind of the land, uh, the owner of our, our house, so to speak. So to speak. And our, uh, our sin is like an old tenement. If you've ever seen pictures of old slums and things, he tears them down and sets up a new temple. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Holy Spirit dwells, within that temple. Right. So even though uh, Jesus is the landlord now, Still, the the old ruler, so to speak, the old nature still hangs around, tries to get us to go back the other way, 
But Jesus uh, and, and the Holy Spirit were to become more and more like Christ and that, that's the caretakers we are to be of this new temple. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. You know, we talked about that a little bit last week. This is, this is, uh, this is, uh, let's see where this is, Romans. Oh, it's 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 through 7. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Mm. That is, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion, like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter, because the Lord is the avenger in all these things, just as we are also told told you before and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us to the purpose of impurity, but in sanctification. That's the whole part of continually setting ourselves apart. Yes. And that's a lifelong process mm. as we get into that. So. Well, and, and I think that, <clears throat> that a lot of times when we're talking about, as, as people have been listening to this and maybe have heard the message on Sunday, you know, the, the question that maybe would wash across their minds would be, well, how, you know, how can I, how can I be holy in such a, a, a stressed world and a, a, such a sinful world? And how can I uh, be set apart? And, and why, you know, why is it so tough? Or maybe, maybe I've been on it for this road towards holiness for 20 years now, let's say, and, and uh, I don't feel like I'm, I'm any closer. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people would, they, they kind of bump up against that old, that old wall that, that just can, they cannot reach over into any more of a, of a process towards, towards that holiness of God. And, it's, and it almost becomes like this, this blockade of the relationship. Like, well, if I can't, then why try? Yeah, and why? And and does he still love me? And and all of these things. And so it almost becomes this adverse um, inner struggle. And that's not what God wants. It's the opposite. He wants to free <clears throat> us <throat> of the struggle, free us of that nature that drags us down. So. Let's take a little bit of an opportunity here, as even as we look onto the rest of the notes from Sunday. But in the advantage of pursuing holiness and not getting caught, uh, now you know we're we're saved, we're redeemed. Uh, that old that old that old sinful content of our lives has been uh, washed and and uh, renewed by the blood of the Lamb. Our lives are. Our hearts are clean and all of that, and we're moving towards, and now our life has been a Christ follower. And now, you know, people might be hearing, and they're like, wait a minute, the, the ultimate will of God is sanctification? Well, where does that mix, and how do I do it, and how do I grab a hold of that? So let's talk a little bit about that. Just Let's just take a little bit of time, and I know that we could probably go extensive, long time with this podcast, but continue on what you're saying, but the relevancy of this holiness in our lives. Well, there, and Peter echoes Paul's admonition with five act, active commands in 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16. First, he says, prepare your minds for action. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's got to be something you want to do. <laughs> Second, be self-controlled. Third, fix your, uh, picture, fix, 
fix your hope completely on the grace of Jesus Christ. Fourth, do not be conformed to your former lusts. And fifth, in all you do, be holy as God is holy. You know, and that's something that, that it's on us. You know, there in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18 is the armor. God says we're in a battle. Right. He'll fight that battle with us, but he won't fight it for us. We're the one that has to do that. We're the one that needs to put that armor on in prayer mentally every morning as we go out because we're in war. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't look at that that way, but anybody that's been a soldier and has been in battle know that it's it's not an easy walk. You got to be on guard. So and, so what are those? What does that war look like? You know, in 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 our minds and in our in our lives, uh, when when somebody's in our face, maybe say on social media, or our neighbor is hot-headed and they get in our face, or we've got road rage, or, or you know that that we're dealing with, or somebody else is you know that's coming, uh, you know that's anger and some of that stuff is I'm talking there, um, but you know what what about this battle of something that's gone on within our marriage for a, a while and and it's gotten worse and worse and things are. You know what I'm saying? I'm just giving you examples. Mm-hmm. But what about that stuff? You know, our our everyday lives is, you know, we've. It's like, wait, what, what do you mean? I'm in a battle. I mean, I'm in a war. Well, you are in a spiritual war zone, and therefore, uh, as we fight against this thing, these fight against these things, in our in this holiness attribute in our lives. You know, God looking towards God and. And turning to him first and to help us we have to start to see those individuals in our lives as look this is this is not flesh and blood it is it's right there and we have to deal with it mm-hmm. but what is our response how are we going to react where are we going to turn first that i think that's a big part of our well, understanding and, and, and holiness and we we turn to the word of god and and we scratch our head on it because it's it's so against our nature sometimes and it's so hard especially with anger uh, Jesus said love your enemies mm-hmm. pray for those that persecute you mm-hmm. now that's tough mm-hmm. business but what that does it doesn't change them it changes your heart right you know and in that and I could we could sit here like you said the rest of the day and everybody's battles a little different Mm-hmm. Some are the same, but some of them are different. We we have different because it goes back to what I've said a thousand times. We all have Achilles heels in our spiritual life, and that's where Satan hammers away. Whatever mm-hmm. that might be, I don't care. It could be jealousy. It could be lust and uh, envy. I can go on and on and on. Every day, that's where he'll go. He won't go to he won't go to an area where you're strong. He'll right. go to that area where you're weak, and that's where he, he hammers away. And and we, and it is a it, it's like I said, Paul, or Paul. He said you have to. Peter said you have to act on it. It's the fact that when Satan comes for that, you've got to take him to the Word. You've got to help me, Jesus. I, I don't know how many times I say that in the, the day, but that's what it is. Because there's nothing passive about a soldier in battle. Mm-hmm. God empowers us, but we got to fight the fight. We're the ones that have to pray that prayer. We're the ones that have to confront that temptation with Scripture. Nobody's going to be around to do that. It's on you. That's right. That's, that's the deal. You know, it's like Paul said at the end in 2 Timothy 4.7, I've finished the race. 
I've fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. And man, if anybody could say that, it was it was him and some of the stuff that he went through. But it's a it's a it's a life of uh, endurance. That's why we need each other so much. Is we get together and we share our stories and the places where we struggle and we pray for each other and and on and on. If you and I want to stand unashamed in the light of God's holiness, there are three things for us to do continually. First, we need to keep ourselves from conforming to former lust, 1 Peter 1.14. We have to stay out of the mud that we love. Mm-hmm. If you keep going back to it, that's right. if you can't get to the point where you stay out of the mud, it's, not going, to, it's going to be a tough gig. But once you stand up to that on what we just talked about, fighting temptation, once you... you you can get to yourself to that to have people pray for you. You don't have to be specific, but even uh, in a certain area that you keep going back to, when that temptation come, is to text or call another brother or sister in Christ. Say, you know what? I really need to. I really need for you to pray for me right now. Mm-hmm. We need to do that. That's 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 helpful. That's you the know? body, right? Um, we got to remember to claim God's power as we lock those things out of our lives that drag us down. Secondly, we must remind ourselves of our calling. Who has called us is holy, and he has called us to share in that holiness. That's verses 15 and 16 there in 1 Peter 1. And then thirdly, we need to conduct ourselves in fear. Verse 17, if you address as Father the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay upon earth. And it's not a fear to shake in terror, it's a holy awe that we really believe that God is who he says he is. That's right. And he has the power that he says that he has, and we believe that, and we that puts us in awe because we're we're powerless without him. You know, we need to stand in awe of God. So, and then I ended up with, you know, I said, let's, you know, look at our own own hearts, and that's usually the way it works. Is we look at ourselves. We don't look at the around us, but and we, you know, you ask if you know if we've been neglecting. Um, the cobwebs and the dust in, in our own hearts and have we been sweeping stuff under the rug that we haven't dealt with with God and that's uh, that's pretty much it that's, yeah and then well, we I appreciate you singing holy 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 mm-hmm. man that's a great song but that yeah it was it a come down to that it was perfect a neat new rendition that uh, well it's been out for a while but Matt Maher did and uh, it was great to be able to to bring that in you know, one of the big things that I wanted to to bring up, and and just for us to to highlight in this, when when we all hear these words of holiness, and I had mentioned this at the beginning, and some of this podcast might sound complicated, and it might sound like, well, good grief, it just sounds like a big mess. I I, I just I, I it sounds too diligent. It sounds too extreme for me. It sounds too holy <laughs> well and it's, Pure, it, and it's right? bringing it down to to the foundation of that is being holy is living more and more like jesus right if you want to say it simply that's, that's exactly what, that's right. the way it is and that's it how do how are we consistently reflecting mm-hmm. in the image and, I, and i'm just going to bring relevancy to to that right there since this is on the same topic back um on january 29th i spoke of reflecting his image you can look at podcast um, uh, number 420 um, and even go back in the messages uh, back in january 29th i think it is or 
26th, I think it was. And it talks a little, the same very aspects. That's what, that was what the Lord had put on my heart at that time was, was the holiness. And talks about that reflecting Jesus and how do we get to that point and what do we do with the, the crud that comes to the surface? Do we allow him to take it or do we, mm-hmm. do we bury it back down deep? You know, and that's exactly right. It's it's the committing to the understanding that I'm releasing this, and who helps? Who has been given to us as a help? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is is that guide, that comforter, that strength that goes to the Father, even in our. It even says in the Word, our murmurings and our our we can't get it out. We don't even know how to say it. We don't know how to speak it. How don't don't know how to pray it to God and and bring forth some of these things. But the Holy Spirit does, and that is such a gift, because the Holy Spirit takes this to us on on our part uh, for us, and and He helps us work through this. And as we then give up that old nature, and as we give up that old crud that. Sometimes the heat gets pretty intense. Yeah. But if we allow him to take it at that point in time, we're released into the freedom of God and his holiness and we understand what it means to be set apart to be holy, set apart for him. What a beautiful thing and I hope that my hope is our hope is uh, that you grab that understanding and even more deepening as God presses this upon our hearts here to continue to remind you that um, it is better to to reach and to yearn and uh, for his holiness and to continue to allow that process to happen in our lives uh, than to just you know be going back to that mud pit yeah. you know slipping around you know <laughs> staying around it too much um, if you want to know more about that and you want to have a better understanding um, and you want some direction on that, please don't hesitate to get a hold of Pastor or I and you can call us at 812-268-0088 and uh, we'll definitely uh, look to help clear up some things. But we are so glad for you listening today. But before we go, we want to go ahead and give you a little bit of a a preview of what's coming up this Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to kind of start into a, a different path if you would a series of messages on how to how to grow i think that's important in the Absolutely. faith and yeah. some of the things that bother us i guess the first message is how to grow through waiting uh, i'm not a very good waiter so this is a tough message for me <laughs> i'm not real patient <laughs> on some stuff but it's it's the thing that in life that we can grow mm-hmm. through that and basically the point is waiting is waiting on god and i ask the question you know i i talk about waiting in line man i'm not a, and a lot of places you go the grocery store the doctor's office drugstore on and on since this covid the lines are longer because you're six foot apart mm. oh, man oh man you go into walmart to get a prescription or whatever and the line sometimes is way back up there because you have to uh, space yourself out you know uh, richard foster in celebration of discipline says superficiality secure of our is the curse of our age it's the doctrine of instant gratification mm-hmm. we want we want stuff just like that and I you know and one of my favorite children's stories the Velveteen Rabbit and I talk about a little bit about are you real are we real I think the world uh, looks at us and they can see if we're phony or real believers Mm -hmm. I I do believe that to be true Um, 
but it's it's that conversation that the, the rabbit has with the skin horse in the in the nursery. It's, I'm not going to read that now or get into it, but it's 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 it, it, it's it's got a great point to it actually. Right. And in Psalm one three, the psalmist describes a kind of deep person as being like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not uh, wither. A philosopher by the name of Carl Jung said, hurry is not of the devil, it is the devil. And that, we live in this world. We all understand this. Everybody hears this, understands it's mm-hmm. fast-paced. And I think COVID, if there was anything positive that, that come out of the pandemic part of it, not people getting sick and dying, but it slowed it slowed some processes down that people got to spend more time with their kids. They ate supper together. And, cause they're, yes. I know that people probably think that's weird if I see that as a positive, but in a sense, it, it, it kind of was for families. Yeah, and there, there was recentering. And, you know, and I know that those that are faithful to listening to this podcast uh, would remember towards the beginning. And even I remember a conversation that we had when we had our wives on the podcast, uh, we talked about recentering and how that was so important that what we're learning right now and maybe having a little bit more time of studying and centering with our family and centering on God, that we remind ourselves now as things are a little bit more, well, uh, freer, I guess. At the first it was a quarantine and now it's a little bit more out and about and different things and life is trying to to regain speed and different things, but to remind ourselves, look, in every turn, let's let's surrender, let's center, let's depend on God. And and you're right, that was such a big positive uh, out of uh, out of the what we're in right now. Well, and and in this hurry culture we live, we that that filters into our spiritual lives. You can't hurry your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. You have to wait on Him. And, you know, I'm going to mention some biblical examples of waiters, people that waited on God. Mm. Noah, Job, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, Paul, even Jesus. Um, that's They had to wait until it was God's time. Mm. Uh, it's not our time. It's You know, it's His time. That's so right. Waiting on God is the rule instead of the exception. Waiting on God is resting and it's not worrying. Um, and then in Psalm 62, um, that's I'm not going to read that. They, folks can go ahead and read that if they want. But Psalm 62, 1 and 2 and verses 5 through 8, and that's where I'm going. It, it's talking about David. Um, he waited on God to direct his steps, and then he trusted God to provide for his needs. And I think if there was any takeaway from that, that's, that's what we have to do as well. And then David imparts two ways to practice waiting in silence. In stability and in confidence. From, and in David's psalm is, is ripe with the fruits that come from waiting on God. They include deliverance from Him in my salvation. Psalm 62.1 Security, He only is my rock, my stronghold. Verse 2, hope, my hope is from Him. Verse 5, glory, O God, my salvation and my glory rest. In verse 7, and refuge, my refuge is in God. Verse 7, so we take think about that. That's kind of where we're going with that. Um, waiting involves trusting. Waiting involves praying. Waiting involves resting. And that's the, kind of the takeaway on that. So uh-huh. I kind of hurried through that, but well, that's good though. That's it, good. Good little uh, hope, bit of bit of a taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of. I'm not. Uh, this message maybe is for pastor. I don't know, but 
<laughs> I'm not. I, it's, well, it's it's good to know I'm that God is pressing into your heart, uh, and it, and and it's uh, something that we all need to hear. That's for sure. And I'm wondering if there'll be a special section of heaven for ADHD people. <laughs> will be different from everybody else. Uh, well, I, I think that'll all be gone, which will be nice. <laughs> well, I, I I think that uh, it's been a great uh, chance to chat today about these very important issues and and how God continues to to truly set us apart uh, for his um, for his goals in our lives to bringing others closer mm-hmm. when we can reflect Jesus on a consistent basis and people stop wondering if if uh, we're a hypocrite or or wondering if we're Christian or if we're not and they can't figure it out Man, maybe that's a time to dig a little yeah, deeper, sure is. and to allow God to to continue to to set us apart for His yeah. His righteousness and glory. Pastor, won't you pray? Lord, we just pray that you help each of us that uh, hears this today that that we might understand how important it is to be like you. And holiness is not something you can buy or just comes on you all at once. It's something we attain as we follow Christ and as we get closer to you, Lord, and as you continue to impart your life into ours. Um, and I don't think it's something we say about ourselves. I think it's just something that people have to see, that they have to see that the way we live our life and they, they will um, come up with that um, explanation that they're holy. They're a holy person because they love God so much and they obey him so much. And there are things in life that try to keep us from that. And that's what we talked about, Lord, when the temptation comes to go back and waller in that mud that you might give us the power to say, help me, Jesus, and um, use your word to combat that, Lord, that we might uh, lift that shield of faith and use that sword of the Spirit to, uh, to get better, actually, Lord. So we thank you for that. And Father, I, I pray as we look forward to Sunday and uh, the message that, uh, that you're going to bring uh, through me on waiting, that uh, we understand that as well, Lord, that uh, it's a process as our, in our lives with you. And if there's things in our lives that uh, we hurry through too much spiritually, that you might just help us to calm down a little bit. Uh, we love you, God. We give you praise and glory. Thank you for this time. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, as we uh, are looking forward to, just as you said, this coming Sunday, we want to just share with you as we wrap this up that we're going to be online only for uh, our Sundays through the month of August, and that is in direct relation to uh, what we're experiencing here in Sullivan County. So thank you for your patience. I think this is going to be a perfect timing for uh, this uh, uh, this message mm-hmm. and uh, how God has brought this on uh, to share with you. God is at work. We want you to be reminded of that in your lives, in the life of this church, and in the leaders here, and in this community, in this nation, and in this world. He is at work. Don't ever doubt that. He's still on the throne. Well, until next week, we want to say goodbye. and Thank you for uh, stopping in and taking a listen, maybe a long listen today, as we've shared. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>